Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 teaches us how important it is to live in community as Christians. In this four-week series, the care pastors from Brookwood Church are going to be discussing what it means to live in healthy, caring communities. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast here at Brookwood Church. And uh, we are here to wrap up our series on uh, what makes up caring community. And uh, here with two fine gentlemen, actually three, we have uh, Sal at the helm. Hey, Sal. We're very grateful for Sal. Sal is waving at you. Oh, there he goes. Hello. We also have, also have Josh Masters. Hello, everyone. Doug hey, Wildman. Josh. Hey, how you doing? All right. And uh, so we're excited. Um, if you haven't been listening to the uh, previous podcast, recommend that you stop this one and go back and listen to them in order because it will uh, they build on each other and I think you'll uh, you'll get a lot more out of this one. Uh, but this is uh, this is our last week dealing with caring communities. Um, and today we're going to be talking uh, about a tricky word um, because uh, it's not really something that you can, evaluate yourself on very well because it's humility. And so by the very nature of the word, if you say you're humble, then you're not. So it's, uh, but it's a good one. It's a, it's a challenging one. And uh, I think it fits nicely into, um, you know, if you're part of a caring community, that this can be very beneficial for you uh, to grow in, in humbleness and humility as well as, um, you know, valuing this within your community. Because, um, again, as, as you are around other people who are like-minded in following Christ, uh, then there's a value that everybody gets from mm-hmm. it. So, um, so I'm going to start with just kind of the baseline for humility and, and kind of why should we strive for this? Like, why should this be of importance to us? And <clears throat> I'm going to be reading out of Philippians 2. Uh, verses 1 through 8, and this is the, uh, the NLT version. Uh, and if you have it, this is the one that we sell in the bookstore here at Brookwood. The, um, the uh, tagline above it says, have the attitude of Christ. And it said, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges— He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. You know, what I find interesting about that is that the word humble or humility is mentioned several times in correlation with Christ. And so the Bible tells us in several places that God is is transforming us into the likeness of Christ. So therefore, having the attitude of Christ... Um, 
can go a long way in creating bridges with other people. Um, and I encourage you as you're listening to to go back and, and read verses 1 through 8 and just kind of see what God's communicating to you. There may be parts of that that are tougher than others, but that's what we're striving for. Right. Um, and I think when we are striving to be in agreement with others, when we're striving to have the, the same mind, the same purpose, thinking of others as, as better than ourselves, then what you're creating is you're creating a place where people can grow. You know, because if 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 you're in a if you're in a community where the expectation is is that you got to have it all together, then that creates everyone putting masks on. You know, or if uh, you know if the value is one upping one another, or being smarter than other uh, someone else, or being more of a biblical scholar than someone else, you know, being holier than others, then you're creating a. a kind of a nasty attitude. You're, it's a competitive place. Right. It becomes about position rather yeah. than being part of a body. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and again, like the, the Bible talks, you know, that we're all part of the body of Christ, that ear can't be the eye and vice versa. And we, we need each of those parts. Um, and within that is loving one another. You know, and even when, uh, as we get close to Easter, as Christ came to announce that he was the Messiah— you know, it's humbly, you know, which references some other scriptures in the Old Testament about the, the king coming in, not, you know, with a lot of grandeur, but with humility. Now, later, when he comes back to set up his reign, yes, the sky is going to split open. We're going to know it was him. He's going to come in all his glory. But this, you know, that wasn't the time. Um, but yeah, Josh, I like what you said. It's It's uh, if we're not competing with one another, but we're looking to build each other up, then I think we're creating communities where people can be more open. Yes, I agree. And so as we look at how could Jesus uh, have been so humble? Like what what caused him to be humble? Because it's easy to, to say that he was, but Josh, I think you have some thoughts on how he was able to to be that way. Yeah, see, as you said in the opening, the struggle with having the characteristic of humility is you can't really attain it by trying because that leads you to a place of pride. So how do you how do you generate humility um, without being prideful about it? And I think that when we look at the life of Christ, what we see and what you read in that passage from Philippians is that Christ not only humbled himself, but he humbled himself in obedience to the Father. Even though he was God, he gave up his divine privileges, and he completely was subservient to the Father. There's other places in Scripture he says, "I the Son only does what the Father right. does. So it's a question of do you know who you are in comparison to the Father, mm-hmm. you know? Jesus saw the Father and was subservient to the Father. Right. And when he looked at who God was, although he's part of God, mm-hmm. the humanity of Christ is humbled, right? And so that's even more so for us as human beings because we are not part of the Trinity. We have uh, this Holy Spirit in us, but in our humanity, if we truly see ourselves in comparison to God— we will not be able to be anything but humble. Mm 
And there's lots of examples in Scripture of godly men who got into a prideful place mm. or was really focused on their own circumstances, started questioning God, which we're allowed to question God. God sure. is big enough to handle our questions, but started questioning God. And when God revealed who he was to them, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the questions that they were they were asking did not even matter to them anymore right. because everything was put into perspective and they were brought to a place of humility. Just a couple of examples. We don't have time to read all the passages, but um, a great example is Job. We have you know chapter after chapter after chapter of Job going through these trials. And when Job finally says, look, God, I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Where are you? And God shows up, and God never answers his question. Mm. He just says, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And this is who you're not, really. He says, are you the one who put the Leviathan in the sea? Yeah. <laughs> and when Job had that encounter with God, it brought him to a place of worship because he realized how small he was in comparison to God. Right. And it brought him to a place of humility. The same thing happened with David in multiple Psalms, but I think specifically of Psalm 22, where he just mm-hmm. is so miserable he wants to die. He has an encounter with who God is, starts worshiping him, and that leads to Psalm 23 where he's at complete peace. Yep. We see the same thing with Habakkuk. The entire book of Habakkuk is uh, a guy complaining about what's going on in the country. Not that anyone in our culture complains about politics or what's going on in the country, <laughs> uh, but that's where he was. And again, God reveals himself, yep. and all of a sudden all the questions about politics didn't matter anymore. He was humbled and brought Mm -hmm. himself to worship. Mm -hmm. Moses, he wanted to see the face of God. God said, you can't see my face because you'll die, Mm. but I'll give you a glimpse. Mm -hmm. And that not only humbled Moses, but it physically transformed him. When people looked at him, his face would shine. But when that happened, it said he got just just a glimpse of the back of God because that's all God would show him. Mm -hmm. And it says, and immediately Moses threw himself to the ground and worshiped. And he says after that, he says, we are a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquities and our Mm -hmm. sins. Claim us as your own special possession. All of a sudden, everything that was about him didn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think the real key to finding humility, because we can't manufacture it, is to look at who God really is and ask God to reveal himself to yes. us. We don't, I don't think we need to ask for humility. I think we need to ask for God to reveal who he is, yep. and that will bring us to a place of humility. That's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Because I think by asking for humility, <clears throat> you're, you still have the chance to become prideful. Right. Because look, look what God gave me, but he didn't give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got patience. I've got, you know, all the fruit of the Spirit, which we talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think humility will come as a result of God revealing himself to us and then truly seeing, you know, our state of mm-hmm. where we are in relationship to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, we talked a little bit about this before, but that's why Moses in Deuteronomy could say, and Moses was the most humble man in the entire world because mm-hmm. he had an understanding of who he was before God. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And that was actually a true statement. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, in the context of caring community, um, 
humility. Um, we, as we were discussing in preparation for this podcast this afternoon, um, there were really two things that really stood out um, as far as humility in the context of caring community. The first one is having friends who keep us accountable, mm-hmm. you know, people who are willing to tell us things that are difficult, even when it hurts. Mm-hmm. So having it requires humility to actually be the person to bring that kind of um, difficult um, report to us or mm-hmm. a challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. But it also obviously takes humility to be willing to receive it as well. Yeah. So that's uh, that's one thing. The other thing and is I think, well, before you move on, Doug, I just yeah. wanted to say that that if you are living in a caring community, that becomes easier. Yeah. Like if you if you're living in a community where everybody has permission to speak into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first couple times you might be like, oh, that stings. But honestly, after you do that for a little while, you start being really grateful. Yeah. You go, wow, I did not see that. Thank you so much for pointing that out to me. Right. So it takes time to get used to the feedback, but I don't think it stays something that hurts. I yeah. think it is. it ends up being encouraging, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know you have people that you can trust enough to bring that to you. So it's a strange yes. thing. I think that you're right that it starts out, people tell you things that may hurt, but I don't think it stays like that. Yeah, especially if our if our deepest desire is to follow after Christ, mm. you know, and if we know that the people that are bringing that to us are doing it out of a spirit of humility and saying, look, I'm, I'm coming to you with this because I care. Right. right. Um, that's really what it's about. The second thing that we had talked about was um, evaluating our actions and our thoughts toward other people. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the time, you know, we may have the impression that we're doing things with the right motives, but as we really take a closer look, right. um, sometimes it's anything but that. So um, constantly asking ourselves that question, what was this really about? Mm-hmm. You know, um, while we're here on this earth, we're being refined, as we had said a little bit earlier here, more and more into the image of Christ. Um, and that's in our thoughts, our emotions, our attitudes, our will. And it's the process of um, the work of of God's spirit in us. Mm. Um, I was talking to, to Eugene a little bit earlier today about how just having the right thought and unselfish thought itself is right. uh, is something that comes from God's spirit mm-hmm. when it really comes down to it. I mean, I, I know we like to think, oh, yeah, I was really pretty humble at that time. <laughs> but if you think about it, that's really – it's we're only able to, um, to live in an unselfish way because of God's spirit in us. And I think what you said is important is this idea that it's working its way in you. Yeah. So what you said earlier, Josh, you, you don't ask for humility because if God's spirit is in you and the fruit of the spirit are all, you know, love, joy, peace, and goodness and kindness, then in reality, it's, we're giving God the permission to work it out in us. Yep. So I don't really have to pray for anything to yes. be added to me. It's already there. It just hasn't grown yet. It hasn't sprouted yet. Right. Yep. And that's sometimes exactly right. that's a that's a frame of mind that a lot of people, you know, that we come in contact with think that they're missing something. 
Yeah. But if you are born again and the Spirit of God is in you, you're not missing anything. Yeah. It just hasn't developed yet. It hasn't matured. Right. You bring a, a good point, too, that it's people in cooperation with God's Spirit. That's it. God is faithful, and He will He will guide us. He promises yeah. that He would. Yeah. Um, so, and He guides us with strength. I think it's important to point out that humility doesn't mean weakness. Yes, those right. are not synonyms. Yes, good Be- point. Because we're not co- we're not given a spirit of fear, right? And we can act with confidence yep. with Christ in us. Mm-hmm. So humility doesn't mean weakness. Yep, it it means a focus on God and others above yourself. Yes. So here's an interesting thing to think about. I talk with people around the world um, throughout the week um, about a variety of different things over the telephone. Yeah, Doug, Doug flies all over the country yeah, and the world. He's, he's, he's a jet right. setter. I, I have the, uh, Tonight really... we'll dine in Denmark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, oh Doug lives a life only some of us dream uh, about. But anyway, luxury. go ahead, Doug. So I... <laughs> I, I talk with uh, people who are atheists, who are Buddhists, who are Muslims, um, just about every kind of belief. And, you know, I, I do find people who give to the poor, um, people who do things for the benefit of others. I, I see people who will donate their kidneys to other people um, who are not Christians. So I started thinking to myself, well, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, why? What is it about Christians that makes them different? And what I've come to is we—it is—we are capable of um, being unselfish and having an unselfish thought, but only in as much as we are being led by God's Spirit, right. regardless of whatever background we come from. Right. Um, that's good. And and a good. Example. All good things come from above, yes. right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's what Scripture says. So, you know, like, Gene, you were pointing out, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yeah. Um, um, the Good Samaritan is all about this. If you, yeah. if you, I mean, we're so used to hearing the story of the Good Samaritan, mm-hmm. we kind of lose the meaning. Mm-hmm. If you understand what a Samaritan was in Jesus' time, they were about as pagan as you can get. Mm. And yet... Jesus said, who was the one who did right? Well, it was the Samaritan. What I'm trying to get at here is that as believers here, um, we're not just people who occasionally do things that are unselfish. Mm -hmm. We actually have the Spirit of God living within us. We have the promise, if we are connecting with God, um, to actually have the mind of Christ. So if if we're listening... Um, there is something that's different about us as believers, mm. um, not in a prideful sort of way, right. but in a way that is um, surrendered to the one who actually tells the world what to do in an unselfish way. Mm. Um, so um, we can uh, – here's another thing. We can participate in a whole bunch of different spiritual disciplines, prayer meetings, fasting, reading the Bible, going to small groups, whatever it is that that we're doing. But the thing that we really need to do is to evaluate why we do what we do. And I, yeah, and I think you know how how beneficial is it to my life? Because like you just said, if if I'm not moving towards the mind of Christ, 
which again, humility is a, we're kind of coming back full circle to the beginning of Philippians 2. Evaluate those things because they may just be actions that aren't really getting you anywhere. Um, But as I do those spiritual disciplines, as I'm doing those things like reading and praying, maybe listening to this podcast, you know, with an idea on spiritual growth, then I ought to be more like Christ and humility ought to be something that's growing in me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So if, like Josh, you said, humility is not a weakness, but if, if the idea of being humble is, a, is an affront to you or you're frustrated with that or you have a problem with that, um, you know, at the end of this podcast, there's a, there's a number you can call to talk to somebody in the care department to be able to maybe start processing what that is. And some of those, you know, held on to beliefs or, you know, feelings or whatever that can be um, processed through. And then, again, that pruning can take place in all of us. Um, So hopefully, you know, as we wrap this up after four weeks, um, you know, I think our desire is that, you know, take a look at the communities that you're in. Um, You know, is this something these four weeks do you see those characteristics in your group, you know, in your communities? You want to um, recap those real quick? Sure. You know, the first one is um, basically pursuing a relationship with Jesus. You know, is your community, is it helping you and the others around you to pursue a relationship? Because if that's not happening, you may have a community, but it may not be one that's going to help you grow. Um, you know, is it is your community being inspired by God's word and by his spirit? You know, both. And we've talked a lot about the spirit being in us mm-hmm. uh, and his word as well. You know, is it is it creating um, a desire for more? You know, is it is it illuminating your mind? Are you are you getting wisdom? Are you seeing and experiencing things that maybe you haven't before that is pulling you towards wanting more of what's in this in God's word, wanting more of his presence? You know, and then last week we talked about acting, you know, on the needs of what we see. And acting on those needs may not necessarily be what the person thinks that they need. It could be something that God is inspiring you. And sometimes acting on need could be giving somebody a hard word. It could be giving them a hug. It could be praying with them. It could be giving them money. But again, are we allowing God's word and his spirit to direct our path when we're doing that so that we don't come... Uh, become codependent or enable somebody. And then, of course, today with with humility. So I just encourage you, take a look at your communities and say, hey, is this this a part of us? Because if it's not, then let's start looking at how that can be a part of us. Um, If you're not in community, if you you hear this and you say, man, this is exactly what I'd love to be a part of, but I'm not in that. Again, there'll be a number at the end of the podcast. You can call us. And let's help you get connected to, could be a short-term group where you meet for 10 to 12 weeks, or it could be something that goes on for a lot longer. You know, the great thing is we have so many different ways within the church to get connected. You know, some of them are one-on-one, some are small groups, some are larger groups, some are short-term, some are longer-term. But we can get you into taking that next step. And that would be, you know, I think that'd be our desire is that, if you're in that place today, that you, you can get connected. So any last words, fellas? I just wanted to uh, close by reading Galatians 5, and 23. It says, mm-hmm. uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and mm-hmm. peace, forbearance, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I think that's a great place to, to pray there is that, God, we would grow in that spirit with you and that you would lead us into that place where we are more like your son. And uh, Lord, prune us as needed, encourage us as we need it, challenge us as we need it, and help us to connect as we need it. And that's in your son's name, Jesus, that we make the prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care. No, I think this was the best podcast on humility ever. <laughs> <laughs>